and welcome, bug catchers, to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Green Renorak. A little rough, but I get it. I'm scraping. I'll squash you like the Green Renorak you are. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, Josh. <laughs> I can't wait for this fucking game to be over so I can move on to Gen 3 names because I am just out of names, except I'm quite proud of this next one. And my co-host... Fielly Bird. Fielly Bird! AKA. Oh, I love Fielly Bird. Joshua Fielstad. <laughs> it's really rare when my name can be used in a mellifluous way. Yeah. So anytime it does, I really have to relish in it. I like Fielly Bird a lot. Plus, Deli Bird's a cutie. Just like me. I disagree on Deli Bird. You and I do not see eye to eye on Deli Bird, but I appreciate that you've given me the option to use him. Should I see the need? Yeah. We are playing the Pokemon games, Pokemon Gold and Silver, Gen 2. We have defeated Johto. We are immersed in Kanto right now. We've been through a few gyms, and this week we are on to a few more gyms. But first, Joshua. Oh. What happened to you this week? My bones, these old <laughs> bones of mine have been through so much. We've been on such a journey together, me and Fjallstan. Oh. Fjallstan went on a, a long journey from Milan to Minsk. <laughs> I'm sure it was strange and erotic, too, at times. <laughs> I'm glad that's immediately where both of our minds went. Yeah. So, as you know, last week, I was up against a wall. and right. That you placed yourself up against. That I placed myself up against. And some people would say maybe Professor Magma placed me up against that wall. But <laughs> I needed to evolve most of my Pokemon. Right. Two of them needed to be evolved via trading. Right. Which is difficult in these trying times because social distancing... Don't leave your house. Don't leave your house. Well, no one says don't leave your house. They just say social distance. Yeah. You and Bobby have interpreted it as don't leave your house, but really (laughs) the thing is social distancing. Well, as is bound to come up, leaving your house to trade Pokemon is apparently not an essential enough reason to leave the house. (laughs) I I was rationalizing it by saying, oh, it's a walk. We need to go on walks. Well, you have to go on walks. You have a dog. You have a yeah. child. So I was like, okay, well, we'll just go on a walk. And then if we happen to end up in a park <laughs> near Josh's 98 house. 98 feet away from our friend Josh, <laughs> which happens to be the distance that a 3DS can connect with another DS, then, well, I mean, what are we supposed to do? What a, what a strange coincidence. <laughs> we may as well trade. But we didn't do that. So here was my trouble. I had to evolve these two Pokemon Poliwhirl and Seedra. And I had to evolve two other Pokemon right. via the dark arts of happiness and friendship. Yeah. That is Eevee and Chansey. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I started on a journey. And that journey took me to several places. It took me to Victory Road in Kanto. It took me to Dark Cave in Johto. Oh. It took me to the Ice Path. It took me to the Dragon's Den. It took me to Mount Mortar, where I picked up the Dragon Scale. It took me to Union Cave. It took me to Whirl Islands. It took me to the Slowpoke Well, where I picked up the King's Rock. Jesus, all of our old haunts. 
And do you know what I had on me the entire time? Active and on me the entire time? What? The item finder, Josh. What? That piece of scrap metal? It proved its metal this week. How? I don't I don't think I've what I I mean I did get Berserk Gene. I don't know if you did that in Cerulean City. Excuse me? Berserk Gene? What's Berserk Gene? If you talk to that kid who's wandering around the backyard of that house that's right by the water in Cerulean, where the unknown dungeon was formerly. Yeah. He's like, oh, my item finder is going off. And then if you use it and you go out onto the water and surf out there, you find a berserk gene, which is where Mewtwo used to be. Okay. Hi, Bobby. Cheers. Bobby came in here to cheers so that he could drink wine. (laughs) We try to cheers anytime we're drinking. Smart. I didn't get a berserk gene. What is it? It's a held item, and it was where Mewtwo used to be. And when the Pokemon that's holding it gets attacked, it activates and it doubles their attack power. Oh, nice. But they get confused. Oh, bad. So it's kind of like swagger, basically, but a self-inflicted swagger. But the problem is that I forgot about, it's a one-off item. And I just had it on Ryan Atwood, the Scyther, in like an Elite Four battle, and then it got triggered, and then that's it. So I mean whatever. That's I didn't like why is yeah. it a one off thing? Because I evolved a Pokemon to the point where they were gonna learn swagger and I went and looked it up and I was like, no, I don't want that shit. It's like pretty high risk and I would argue not very high reward. Confuse is not good enough for me. It could be decent on like Chansey or a Blissey using it, because they have such high HP, but like I don't love it. I don't like something that could end up with you like hitting the ground pretty easily. That was my journey this week, Josh. Going to every single one of these caves, item finder in hand, digging up every escape rope, every rare candy, every nugget, every protein I could find. And then going to my nearest Pokemart and selling them all. Okay. And just netting as much liquid income as I could that I was using then to flip into vitamins. Right. HP up, protein, carbos, iron. How far the mighty have fallen from when you used to just be sitting on hordes of treasure, and now you're just some cave dweller. And then imagine me sitting there at the Pokemon Center in Celadon, just jamming these carbos in my chances mouth. <laughs> just like, eat it. It's like, I'm full. And it's like, no, more. You have to like crack open one of its eggs and like jam the pills in there and then <laughs> shove it in its mouth. I was putting it in like a piece of cheese. Just like, here you go. I think I probably fed that chancy 20 vitamins when everything was all said and done. Jesus. I spent, I'm going to say hundreds of thousands of poke credits on vitamins. I mean, they're 9,800 bucks a pop. And I went and got the amulet coin. Do you know about the amulet coin? Yeah. I picked that up at some point. God, I've turned into a real fucking Pokemaniac. Like, I'm, like, researching things. I'm like, how do I make more money? It's about time, man. It's good. So I went and got this thing. I gave it to my Pokemon, which helps you raise more money. Yeah, it doubles the money that you get from trainer battles. And then I went and got the experience share from Mr. Mon. Oh, yeah. Our namesake. It's a held item now. I got that as well 
You get it by giving red scale that you pick up in the Lake of Rage from the Gyarados to Mr. Pokemon. You go and visit this freak show again, and he gives you Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast. Yeah, starring me. (laughs) It's great. It's good now. This is the one that we were thinking of, and this is the one that the show is really modeled after. Well, now it's a held item. You give it to Amon, and it gets... I, I couldn't quite figure out the math. Does it get as much experience as the... Mon fighting? No, I think it's a 50-50 split. Okay. It's an even split with however many participated in the battle, plus the Pokemon holding EXP share. It was good for me because I played the Elite Four maybe 20,000 times. <laughs> give, or, give or take. In the last a couple week. hundred. So I got this amulet coin. I got this experience share. I went and sold off all this shit, made a ton of money, went back to Celadon Game Corner, spent a little cash on the slots, which I'll get back to. Okay, rob the one-armed bandit. Well, you know, it's just, it's like an addiction, you know? <laughs> it seems like it. I don't fucking I touch it. I knew em. I had to be holding on to this cash, and I was like, I gotta evolve my EV, I gotta evolve my Chansey. I can't be spending this on the slots, but I did go back to, to Game Corner for a little bit. I fed my Chansey all of these fucking vitamins, blew all my money and in, in, in vitamins on Chansey, didn't have anything left over for Eevee, so instead I just like resorted to all these fucking like pauper tactics to level up my Eevee. <laughs> I got her haircuts twice a day. I would rigorously log on as I was feeding my young son breakfast every morning. Go and get a haircut at the Haircut Brothers and then fly and go and get like a haircut from Bad Josh's sister. Where the hell is Bad Josh's sister? In her home, in their like childhood home. Okay, so you mean Bad Josh the first. They're all Bad Josh to me, Josh. You're fighting the same Bad Josh? Where are we in the timeline? Yeah, it's the same Bad Josh. Oh, okay. It's the ever enemy. Yeah, so it's Bad Josh's sister in Pallet Town. And then I went and like battled the Elite Four literally dozens of times with Eevee at the front of my lineup, often trading her out for like a stronger Mon. I like resorted to walking up and down Route 26, I would say maybe a hundred times. Cause like there's a mechanic where like you get plus one to your happiness meter for walking 256 steps. I did not know that one actually. The happiness meter goes up to 255 and EV evolves at 255. Oh, you had to fucking max it? Yeah. Oh. I also pulled out my old 3DS with the faulty kind of glitchy top screen. Got Crystal working on it. Did some self-trades. Wow. I, Josh, have logged, and this is not a joke. It sounds like it's a joke, but it's not a joke. 69 hours. Nice, nice. Uh, But also terrifying. Which is nice and a lot of man hours. Yeah. All of this, Josh, is leading me up to one thing, and it's this. The level check. That's definitely a well-earned level check, my friend. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first because you just did a lot of narration. I'll let you regain your strength. Catch my breath. What would I say? As I've mentioned, (laughs) Uh (laughs) there would be one more swap and there was finally the swap. Finally, Seth Cohen. Seth Cohen is in the game. Thank God. I couldn't live with myself, and even though I was really enjoying my time with Dr. Roberts, much as Julie Cooper does in season three, 
I hated Dr. Roberts. And I hated that you had a fucking golem in your party for this long. It was weird. I can't believe you still have a fucking knock towel in your party. <laughs> so to send off Dr. Roberts because he was with me for most of the game. Mm-hmm. I think he's been in the game since episode one. You got him in that cave system outside of New Barktown, right? Yeah, the lower level of Dark Cave. This isn't totally canon, but because I don't see Marissa going anywhere anytime soon, because I also reformatted her moveset. Okay. But the song has to be done. I also don't really know how to do this song, but I'm going to try it. You make me feel bad because I literally replaced my entire team two weeks ago. Yeah. And I didn't sing anything to those fucking scrubs. You know what I should have sang to them? What? No scrubs. That would have been good. Nope. They're dead to me. (laughs) One of the most iconic scenes in the OC and as a reminder to bug catchers, especially new listeners who won't have any idea what the hell is going on here. My character, Joshua, in Pokemon Silver's favorite show is the OC, classic early aughts teen drama, and he names his Pokemon team after characters in it. So at the end of season two, Marissa gets tangled up with Ryan Atwood's older brother, who's like a straight up criminal. And he's made his way to the OC as well. Yeah, he's like trying to, his name's Trey, Trey Atwood. That's cool. It's French, you know, French for very it's Atwood. Trey Atwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is the most Atwood. He's more of a hard drinker. He, like, does drugs. He sells drugs. It's cool. Trey starts, like, kind of getting a little too close to Marissa. Okay. In the scene, Ryan breaks into this, like, I think his apartment, and he starts, like, threatening Ryan, and then, like, you know, there's a gun somehow, like, basically they're fighting over the gun, and Marissa ends up shooting him. Okay, yep. And it's a famous SNL sketch, too, I think. Oh, one of the best. Yeah. Yeah, Hide and Seek by Imogen Heap. Yeah. (laughs) It's not going to be as easy as the other songs have been. I don't know the scene from OC, but hearing you describe this scene, it was like, oh, that has to be the Imogen Heap song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to auto-tune myself, so. Buttcatchers, let's all feast. It's for you, Dr. Roberts. Let's all let our ears feast on Joshua's beautiful voice now. Where? <laughs> okay. Where are we? What the hell is going on? The dust has only just begun to fall. Crop circles in the carpet. And you've heard the song before, right? Seeking, feeling. I'm more of a uh, Frank Sinatra guy. I don't know how to do this. Spin me round again. I think Rub you, my eyes. You need to. Maybe I'll just play it. Yeah. I'm not going to do that one. I think you need to record it three times in three different octaves and then just like layer them all together. Oh my God. That's how that works? I don't know. I'm not a fucking audio producer. We don't have an engineer on this one. 
it's just both of us. I don't know if I'm going to be able to figure that one out. Go to Fiverr, get someone else to sing it for you. Maybe Imogen Heap will just sing it for us. Mm, what you say, mm, that you only meant well, well, cause you did. Mm, what you say, mm, that it's all for the best, cause it is. So anyway. Rest in peace, Dr. Roberts. Dr. Roberts did some great work, but it is time for Seth Cohen, my favorite OC character. He is a little sweetie. I get it. You find my slender swimmer's body um, intimidating. Brooding. Do you not see what's going on here? Yes, you're wallowing. You've been wallowing since San Diego. Enough's enough. No, I'm not wallowing, Ryan. I'm agonizing. The two are vastly different. Really? Yeah. See, wallowing, that's like lounging around eating ice cream, watching uh, VH1. But agonizing, it's more like MTV2, okay? It's no frills. Requires discipline. Days of no sleep, no food, no shower. Just sitting there. Witty. I ask you questions in the hopes of eliciting an actual response. I feel I convey more with a look. Puckish. Puckish loves death cab for cutie. This is a nightmare. I'm sweating to death driving 10 miles an hour. I'm like a rickshaw listening to this music. Hey. Do not insult Death Cab. It's like one guitar and a whole lot of complaining. It reminds me of someone else who's doing a whole lot of complaining. Summer, you. Loves this American life. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, plays games. So when you lost your virginity, I was, I was playing Magic the Gathering. You still play Magic. Yeah, but not as much. I had just been figuring out that I was gay at this time. Okay. When the show was out, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Seth Cohen, Adam Brody. Sold. How old were you? Sold. 10 years ago? It premiered in 2004, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 2003? <laughs> I have no timeline for when. Yeah, 2003. happened. So that was like exactly, I think, the the year that I like pieced it all together, so to speak. So we're, we're really starting to get a picture of Josh's ideal man. And it's one part dragon trainer, Lance. <laughs> it's weird because I think of Lance and Seth Cohen. They're pretty opposites it's a little column a a little column b lance has this confidence his cape <laughs> seth cohen's nebbish boyish quiet. good looks yeah yeah so seth cohen i'm so curious seth cohen is octillery okay and you've done it. Octillery is one of my favorite Pokemon. I should have known. I know Octillery is your favorite uh, Yeah, you should have known Octillery was going to come out. Bring in the heavy Octillery. Well, I'm happy for you, and that's great. And I was worried, because we both have a secret new Pokemon this week, and I'm so glad that it's not my secret new Pokemon. Yeah, I was also worried about that, because you were skirting around, like, taunting me about getting an Octillery. No, I feel like I've got enough water types on my team. I love Octillery. I almost made him my sweetie, because Seth Cohen's my sweetie, but... Where'd you find an Octillery? I was working on this for a couple of episodes, because to get Remoraid, you can't get it until you have a Super Rod. So I had to wait until we were in Kanto to get the Super Rod right. on Route 12 or 13 out on the docks, then wait until we had the Magnet Train, then go back. Right. You had to go to Route 44? In Johto? Yeah, in Johto. And there's a fisherman there, Fisherman Wilton, that if you befriend him, like you defeat him and then take his number, he calls you when there is like a Remoraid swarm. But I wasn't even willing to wait for that. And I spent like a good two hours fishing a bunch of Remoraid. I got a male and a female and I was uh, I was looking for some good stats on those mon. And I bred Seth Cohen. Oh, wow. Because the Remoraids that you catch are level 40 and evolves at level 25. 
So I needed to raise one in order to even get like the moves I wanted and to get the stats I wanted. You put so much fucking work into this and you're like, you're that thing's daddy now. I raised Seth Cohen from level five. It hatched out of its egg and it was like you. I'm Sandy Cohen to this Seth Cohen. You're the first face it saw. So Seth Cohen is level 57, raised him uh, 52 levels. Jesus Christ. This fucking thing, I love it. This type <laughs> spread of his moves is excellent. So he has Psybeam, Ice Beam, Surf, and Hyper Beam. Okay, I have Pokemon that have all those moves, so. In Crystal, there's a move tutor, and you can train him to know Flamethrower. That makes Octillery, like, really sick, because then it's a water Pokemon with a fire move. That is cool. Can't do that anymore, so it's Hyper Beam instead. Anyway, Seth Cohen, welcome to the team. Welcome, Seth Cohen. Finally. Who are your other mon? Then his girlfriend, Summer Lapras, level 56. Mm-hmm. Marissa, we mentioned, got a new moveset. Tell me about our new moveset. Got Psychic, Thunder Punch, Ice Punch, Fire Punch. So that's another four types. Man, you're really... Those are my two main interesting movesets. I've covered Summers before, which is uh, Confuse Ray, Surf, Ice Beam, Body Slam. Yeah. Ryan Atwood, Scyther, still, because my reason to leave the house and go meet Tanner at 98 feet away was not deemed essential travel. So Scyther, still, level 55. Okay. Scyther's moves are uh, agility, wing attack, Swords Dance and Slash. Straightforward. What a fucking mess your team is, man. I think they look pretty cool. Okay. They're kind of saucy. I think Octillery and Lapras look cool. The rest are a fucking disaster. Not even Gengar? No. Scyther even? Gengar's... What about... Scyther's one of the worst What would you think of Caesar? Caesar might be cool, and if he's got the funny little, like, chomp-chomp hands... Well, he always has the chomp-chomp hands. Well, then I'm going to love Caesar, but I haven't seen a Caesar yet. I've just seen Scyther. Well, get there one day. Sandy Cohen, Noctowl, 56. It baffles me that you still have a fucking Noctowl on your team. What is happening? Sandy Cohen almost got the cut, but I figured out a new moveset that I think will keep him in the game. Baffles me. I'll reveal that when we battle because I think it's very surprising and interesting. Okay. And then Julie Cooper, Victory Bell. Just 55. She's had the same moveset since our battle with David, and so she's got Razor Leaf, Growth, Sludge Bomb, and Sleep Powder. I guess this is as good as a time as any. We did encounter Victory Bell in our fight with um, oh no, Erica this week. What are you saying? But I guess this is as good a time as any to reveal Might You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Come on. And it's Victory Bell. Fucking gross. You're making one of my main team, my core team members on You Make Me Barf? Oh, Josh, I want to be clear. Most of your team is You Make Me Barf. <laughs> Victory Bell, Noctowl, Scyther all qualify. But Victory Bell this week it does claim the honors because it's gross and because Erica had one. It's better than a Weeping Bell, Bleeping Hell. They're all bad. They're all bad. That entire evolutionary line sucks. I mean, let's see what the gold sprite for Victory Bell is. So gross with their like little fucking fleshlight mouths. So gross. 
And and what is Victory Bell? It's one of those things where like bugs fall into the, like the slime. It's some like jungle plant. Yeah, it's gross, and I hate it. God, I hate your team. Ugh. Actually, I think the gold sprite looks better than the silver one. Ugh. The silver one is at like a weird angle. They're both bad. Gold, you can take it all in. They're both bad. Ooh, did you see the crystal one where it's big gaping maw writhes a little? I don't. <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. If you like Victory Bell, you're a vor fetishist. I don't love Victory. I think... And that's true across the board. That's true across the board. Bugcatchers, if you're listening and you think, oh, I like Victory <laughs> Bell, look inside your heart and think, oh, I'm also a vor fetishist, because you are. Wow. And that's just the truth. And I'm not here to shame you. Be a vor fetishist. I don't care. Just know that that's the truth. I, I mean, I guess. She's not like my favorite grass type, but among the options and because I ran Vileplume last game, that's where I was at. Okay, that's fine. Live your truth, you fucking vor fetishes. Well, let's hear the truth of how your fucking team finally turned out. Oh, Joshua. Joshua, what a journey we went on. I should say first that I did self-evolve. The mayor cheat. Mayor cheat, and I did self-evolve. The new mayor cheat. I hooked up the 3DS. I spent $10 to buy Crystal. I played for about 20 minutes to be able to get to the first Pokemon Center and traded with myself to get Constanty, my Poliwhirl, evolved into Politoed using the King's Rock. There it is. So we have Politoed, my level 52. Okay. Respectable. I also use the Dragon Scale to evolve Pericles, my Cedra, into Kingdra, oh. who is level 53. Still don't feel great about it. Can I tell you a little bit about their moves, too, while I'm at it? Yeah, I think we're doing that for this episode. Because I think you're going to hate it. Professor Magma also did coach me on moves. Constancy Politoed has Surf, obviously. He's yeah. got Hypnosis, so now I've got Sleep Moves, too, Josh. A sleepy boy. Okay. He's got Ice Punch. That's interesting. Uh-huh. And he's got Earthquake. Earthquake. Fascinating. Kingdra has Dragon Breath. Dragon Breath's good. It has... I don't have any dragons, so I'm not as concerned. It has Blizzard. Mm-hmm. It has Twister. That's a trap move. Yeah. Like Whirlpool. And it's got Surf, of course. Okay. And that's just so I could surf around, you know? I just love to surf. Yeah, I mean, if you were surfing around on a Politoed or a Kingdra, you go Kingdra. I can't remember if I had evolved Poundmaker last episode or not. Had I? No, you were complaining about Grandpa Bill. Okay, well, so I did all that shit. Oh, yeah, you had to do Grandpa Bill also. Add that to Fiel Stan's fucking amazing journey. I also went and <laughs> caught a goddamn Licky Tongue and a goddamn Oddish. And then is Growlithe the next one? And then Growlithe was the third one, yeah. Okay. So I got the Firestone and I evolved Growlithe into Arcanine. Yeah. What a beautiful boy this guy is. Look at this goddamn sprite, oh, Josh. I'm familiar. What a cutie. Oh, uh, it looks like he's about to like roll over and like look for a belly rub. Yeah. Hell yeah. I evolved him. His moveset is headbutt, okay. flame wheel, fire blast, okay. and iron tail. Iron tail is fun. Iron tail is fun. Looks like a big puffy tail, so I don't really know how that works, but it's fine. It's fine. Unclear. Actually, oh, and Poundmaker was 57. Love an Iron Tail from Arcanine. That sounds nice. Then my happiness, Mon. I did the dang thing. I fed Chansey a thousand vitamins, and I evolved it into a Blissey. Oh. She's so sweet looking, and she's such a little angel, and I love her so much. And guess how many hit points she has? Oh, I don't know. Fucking like 
400. 354. And what level? 52. So you've really turned around on the Chansey Blissey thing. You're sold on the eggs, the whole gross implications. She has Sing, which again can put you to sleep. Oh. She's got Soft Boiled, so she can heal herself easily. Oh, God. She's got Icy Wind. Mm hmm. So she can blast you with some icy wind. That's fine. And she's got thunder. Noctowl Sandy Cohen has hypnosis, and that's not changing. And it's definitely faster than that fucking bulbous thing, so. Oh, I don't know. She's eaten about 10,000 carbos. So you mentioned her hit points is 350-something. What's her special attack? Let's check. Like 40? (laughs) Do you want to know her special attack? Yeah. For that thunder that you're so proud of. Blissey's special attack is 104. Uh, oh, because she's had all those fucking calciums. <laughs> you're fucked, bud. Gosh. Okay. Then, Josh, did he pull it off? Did he manage to happiness evolve not one but two Pokemon this week? Yes, he did. And which way did Eevee go? For the darkness or the lightness? Sekirhar is my level 50 Umbreon. Okay. And her moves are faint attack, mean look, quick attack, mm-hmm. and my favorite move of all time, toxic. That makes sense. Because it's probably got a bunch of hit points like David's did. It's got a lot of hit points. So it's just going to sit there. Quick attack is interesting. Then, Josh, a newcomer. And I mentioned Celadon Game Corner. Well, and I was curious because I was going to wonder if you preferred the accommodations at Celadon or the Goldenrod game corner, and it seems you chose Celadon. I preferred the prize windows at Celadon, and I'll tell you why, Josh. Oh, I know what it is. My final Pokemon, level 26, is Montezuma. (laughs) It's a Porygon, isn't it? And she is an Eevee. Oh, what? You're going to do double Eevee? You're going to do Espeon and Umbreon? She is well on her way to being Espeon. That's very wild. And that is the team I'm dealing with now, Josh. Very wild. How are you feeling about that team? Bad? Scared? Psychic, dark, normal, fire. It's interesting. We have a couple of major differences. Five of yours are just one type. And then you look at mine, and we got Victory Bell, we got Grass Poison, we have Noctowl Normal Flying, we have Scyther Bug Flying, which will be Bug Steel, and then we have Gengar Ghost Poison, Lapras Water Ice, and then Octillery is Water. Yeah. I got counters for most of them. I don't, maybe I don't have a fighting, but you don't know about that. It's going to be an interesting little battle we have, you and I, when we finally get to battle. But I'm pretty happy with this little team I built. This is a good team. They're all cuties. I respect it. Respect it. I also spent some cash to buy some fucking TMs from the goddamn game corners as well. I bet. And keep in mind, I didn't fucking gamble. I just bought the coins. Oh, with all of your like turned in like artifacts. <laughs> yeah. I just spent like hundreds of thousands of poker credits on coins to like buy an Eevee and buy fucking like thunder. Okay. So I'm feeling pretty good, Joshua. I would love to take a brief break, and then we can talk about this very brief leg of Pokemon we played this week. They really wrap it up pretty quick. Hello, Josh. Welcome back. Welcome back, Bugcatchers. Now on to the gameplay. Yeah. Because we did play a little Mon this week, didn't we? Just a little. We did a little of the story. We clearly played a lot of Mon. 
We made some narrative progression this week, and we started our journey in Cerulean, where we had just beaten Misty. Yeah. And it sounds like you went and like visited the, the grave marker for Mewtwo. Yeah. But then I got out of town. I mean, these towns are all fucking deserted. Everything's like boarded up. Yep. We should also say, obviously, you brought the magnet train back online, which you didn't do last time, and I did. I did do that. I went and talked to some little girl, and she gave me a ticket because I went and found like a Clefairy doll or something. Yeah, she had left her Clefairy doll, her Poke doll, at the Pokemon fan club in Vermilion City somehow. Yeah. And some like creepy man has it. And I did that and I got it back to her and now I have a, a train ticket and I took that train, I don't know. Going anywhere. 20,000 times in the last week. I got the magnet train back running. That's when I jetted back to Johto and that's when I did all my shit. Right. I went to Mount Mortar to find that fucking Karate King and I got the Tyrogue, which presumably you did. What? No. No, absolutely not. I didn't get the Tyrogue. You were in Mount Mortar. Yeah, I know. Oh, wow. It's not a sweetie. But yeah, the deepest level of Mount Mortar, you need Waterfall and Surf to get there. Oh, no, 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 no. I And Strength. I made it to him. Oh. I plumbed the depths of Mount Mortar because I needed to for my item hunt. You refused the Tyrogue. Yeah, no. I had a, I had a full party <laughs> when I battled him, the Karate Master, and then it was like I couldn't take Tyrogue because my party was full. Yeah. But also, like, I wouldn't, because it's not a fucking sweetie. Disgusting. It looks like E.T., but it looks like E.T., like, when he's passed out in the creek. <laughs> Tyrogue is on fucking dire straits. Like, <laughs> Not a sweetie. I didn't, didn't add him to the team, and I'm glad I, I didn't go into Mount Mortar with the foresight to have an open slot to grab Tyrogue, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah couldn't have accepted him anyway yeah it's got a weird look it's got a cool sound but its evolutions are obviously better so that's where i did my training but mostly i was running back the elite four probably i don't know 10 10 times uh -huh. that's cute so i'm also rich because i haven't blown all of my money on <laughs> extravagant candies and pokemon <laughs> at the game corner so I will be, especially knowing how jacked up yours are, now I will be blowing it. Because I'm sitting on like 400000 and that's with my mom taking a portion of my profits. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're going to have to fucking like feed those things vitamins, because like <laughs> two of my Pokemon are just like jacked up on vitamins right now. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So once I came back, I went up to Route 5, which is the path between Cerulean and Saffron, where the daycare was. A little, like, grassy path with lots of tall grass that you can catch Mon in, but it's, like, useless Mon. No trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's, like, this deranged old woman who lives in the where the daycare used to be, because, of course, the daycare also moved to Johto, and now they got nothing. Yeah. She gives you a cleanse tag after like saying there's like a spirit above you. Oh yeah, and I didn't know what that is. It basically makes it so fewer Pokemon will approach you. I actually probably could have used that this fucking week when I went through a thousand goddamn caves. That would have been good for you. Yeah. But it just like, you should get that way earlier in the journey. Right, right. And then uh, ran through Saffron and then Celadon City, baby. Did you spend any time at the game corner like, like old... Uh... I'd be lying if I said that the Porygon was not tempting. 
I'm also interested in the Porygon, but the Porygon costs 9,999 casino credits. Right. Which is like a million poke credits. What's the exchange rate? It's 10,000 poke credits for 500 casino coins. Oh my God. I spent $120,000 on Eevee. That's how expensive it is? Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. So let's do the math. Yeah, we got to do this math. Let's say that Porygon costs 10,000 casino coins. So it's 500 for 10,000? <laughs> yeah. So to get Porygon, you would need, let's see, 10,000 divided by 500 is 20 times 10,000 credits. You would need to pay 200,000 Pokey credits to purchase the amount of coins needed to get Porygon. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good investment. That's a that's a big spend. Yeah. I also did spend some cash on TMs at the Goldenrod game corner. Oh, that's where they have Blizzard, Thunder, and Fire Blast? Yes. So you got Fire Blast, probably? Uh, no, I got all three. Other than these ones that you can buy. Of the mini changes that I do not like in the later gens, the number one that was fucking smart is that you could just use TMs repeatedly. Yep. I just fret so much about like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to teach this move to this Pokemon because then that's it. It sounds like these games started to suck. Well, it gets too easy and that's my overall problem. But I do think that like the TM thing is pretty rough. At Goldenrod Game Corner, I bought all three TMs. I bought Thunder, I bought Blizzard, and I bought Fire Blast. Well, that's insane. So that's like 17,000 coins also? Josh. That's uh, that's almost like $400,000. I earned and spent more money than was conscionable this week. <laughs> I spent about $300,000 on uh, TMs. That's totally insane. 69 hours of gameplay, Josh. I think I'm only at like 45 or something. <laughs> I, uh, respete. Respete. And respete is the Italian way of saying respect, except it isn't. And it's our friend John who was in a previous episode. He just made it up. And we all just started saying it and no one ever looked up whether or not it was actually Italian <laughs> until like a year ago. And then we're like, wait, it's not respete. It sounds Italian, but... But we were like, respete. It's just something he made up, I think. I don't know no Italian. Other than uh, una carafa de vino rosso, por favore. Okay. Which is just one carafe carafe of red wine. wine. (laughs) That's all you need to know in Italy. You're fine. We also got the leftovers, which I have handed to one of my Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Love leftovers. There's like a freak show in Zeldon <laughs> City where you walk in and like everyone is and speak. You're gonna love this, Josh, as a victory bell owner and a war fetishist. There's a right. place where everyone is just like gorging themselves and having like an eating contest. You can sift through their like barf buckets to like get leftovers, which is a held item, which recovers HP in battle. It's great. It's really good. I gave it to um, Constanty. Sandy Cohen has mine. All right. Did you go back to the top of the Celadon mansion? Talk to all those programmers, like the thing where they break the fourth wall. Oh, no, I didn't go in there. I went to the top to see what I could get, and it's the game Freak. Speaking of freaks. Oh, wait, can you still get an Eevee in there? No. He just gives you TM03, which is curse, and you have to show up at night. Oh, I don't want curse. Curse fucking sucks. And he just tells you a fucking story about, like, 
some kid whose bike got like taken over by a spirit and then it's like oh the twist is the kid didn't realize he was riding up cycling road so he thought that his bike was possessed but it was just that he was going uphill what and it's like what i does i mean how like this doesn't even make any sense look around yeah look around you're obviously on a fucking hill i grew up in the foothills of colorado like literally up in like the mountains of colorado and when you grow up in the mountains of colorado it's very hilly as you can imagine yeah i lived on a mountain and when we would bike down to the inlet to go fishing or whatever it was easy and we, when we biked home, which is uphill, it was very difficult mm-hmm. because we were biking uphill. And you know how I knew we were biking uphill? I fucking looked around. <laughs> and there was a incline? And saw that I was going up a hill. Yeah. I never at once thought my bike must be possessed. No. So that story sucked. The game freak sucks. I don't want the cursed TM. That was fucking it. I got out Oliver, my HM friend, and I chopped down that hedge. And went to Erica's gym. Do we want to talk about the man? I think we have to. I'll say this about the man. So, (laughs) the same old man, seemingly, because it's three years, he could still be kicking it, still harassing women. He's still there. Yeah. And he still has some problematic things to say about women. Yeah. But he has backed off a little bit. Yeah. He is physically not like drooling he's not like, pressed up against the glass against the window yeah he's now like moved back a couple of like squares yeah and he's no longer commenting about their physical appearance he just says oh i love this place because only girls are allowed in there imagine if you were in new york and you went to the wing and you saw a man hanging outside the wing do you know the wing yeah i'm familiar with the wing it's a co-working space that only women are allowed in yeah and you like walk up to this man and he's standing a respectful distance away from the entrance. Yeah, tread he's carefully. He's not ogling. <laughs> he's not ogling these women. I mean, he is staring through the window, this guy. And you walk up to him and he says, oh, I love the wing. Only women are allowed. Factual. And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess that I guess that is empowering. You know? Yeah. They've been kind of marginalized for many years and now they've kind of been given this like space that they can claim as their own and yeah, yeah you're right guy this is cool it's cool that this exists okay so and that's what he's saying he did make some progress i guess i think so i think he's saying like isn't it empowering that these women have been given their own gym sure i think he's turned a new leaf what does he say when they leave the gym that's what i want to know namaste and that's what i'm not confident about that's what he says <laughs> no, to them. Namaste. i did actually speaking of progress the one other note i a woman in the game corner says, we girls play the slots now. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Good for so, you. So there's some progress. There's a little progress <laughs> in Celadon City. I think this old man's made a lot of progress, man. <laughs> he's turning over a new leaf. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'll give it. Uh, he's making progress. I walked in the front door, and they saw that I had a fucking Arcanine with Fire Blast and Flame Wheel. And they were just like, oh, okay, never mind. Here's the rainbow badge. Don't roast all of our fucking Mon. It was nothing. They were super easy. Yeah. I unleashed Seth Cohen on them. Psybeam or Aurora Beam at the time. Any of them. I think it was a one-hit KO for everybody in this fucking gym. I literally left the gym without having taken a single point of damage. Yeah, I didn't either. Erica just has a Tangela, level 42, Jumpluff, 41. 
Jumpluff, I almost made my sweetie, because Jumpluff is a sweetie. I like Jumpluff. The gold sprite is good, but the silver one is not good. I like Jumpluff. I think Jumpluff is nice. Oh, Jumpluff's fun. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't really like that evolutionary line. No, I I hate Skiploam in particular. But I like Jumpluff. Hopip's kind of sweetie. Jumpluff pulls it out at the very end. Yeah, Jumpluff's good. It's got these like little like dandelion poofs yeah dandelion that's good it's like a blueberry with like dandelion poofs around three of them and then like little eyes and a little smile it has a smile in gold the silver sprite is not as good i'm gonna go look it up and then victory bell which you covered and we understand your opinion it's like a sex toy that dissolves your dong oh well why yeah exactly josh exactly Ugh. okay yeah and uh bell awesome bell awesome bell awesome awesome sweetie also good looking mons i think other than tangela yeah tangela is a good looking mon actually and you're wrong about that no didn't like it tangela's a cutie she gives you giga drain tm19 i may teach that to julie cooper but i haven't decided yet because it only has five pp which is annoying haha <laughs> yeah westward Route 16 through 18. There's something about Cycling Road and something about Kanto in, in general. Everything is just much more abbreviated. Like, there is, I would say, a third as many trainers on Cycling Road as there was back in Gen 1. Yeah, it's also, like, shorter. You encounter, like, four trainers the entire route. Yeah, there's, like, f- I think four trainers. It's cool that they built all of Kanto into this. Yeah. But it's, like, what's the fucking point? Like, it's just, like, this shitty, like, abbreviated, like, non-Kanto version. And I remember it feeling more novel when I was younger. Like, it was so cool to be able to relive it, and it was in color, but, like, it's not very impressive anymore. It's just, like, dumb. It's like, you guys phoned this shit in. I remember Cycling Road being a challenge, and, like, there being so many fucking trainers. Yeah. It's like, wow, God, there's a fucking lot of trainers on this goddamn route. And now it's just, like, four trainers. They're all bikers. Same old shit. Magmars. Coughings, wheezings. And that's it. Wouldn't it have been, like, even cooler if you guys just built out Johto a lot more with all this memory. Yeah, I don't need a, like a shitty like truncated Kanto. Yeah, give us a region with sixteen badges and it's all one thing. I didn't get it. Mormon. I went to Fuchsia. Oh my god. I didn't explore Fuchsia a lot. Is the Safari Zone still kicking? I didn't go up. Fuchsia City is a ghost town, like tumbleweeds. So no Safari Zone. Safari Zone is not only closed; they literally demolished the door. Pave Paradise, put up a parking lot. Yeah, man, what happened to the economy in Kanto? The Warden, the Safari Zone, is on like a long vacation is what they say. God, I hope he's okay. Wait, so that means that there's no Safari Zone in these in this game. All those Pokemon are just in random places. I mean, you've seen Kangaskhan out. I have a Scyther, obviously. There's Pinsir in the bug catching contest. I caught a Chansey. Yeah, so they're out. But that's like such a fun, like was such a fun and novel experience in i guess the equivalent is sort of national park in johto but like yeah it didn't it didn't really compare well national park is like one zone so that means like fuchsia city is just fucking that like one little plateau with like the gym and the pokemon center on it fuchsia city is like in trouble there's literally nothing to do especially because the volcano on Cinnabar Island erupted, so if you go south to check out going to the Seafoam Islands, it's just a bunch of rocks and, like, 
construction workers who are like, uh, yeah, man, I don't know when we're going to get this fixed up. So we did all that. Yeah. And then um, Koga went to the Elite Four. So the gym leader is now his daughter, Janine. And she had the same old shitty puzzle where you can see the invisible walls. Yeah. Except they've upped the difficulty a little bit by having everyone in the gym, all of her like minions, dresses her. They're all disguised as Janine. Yeah. It's a shitty puzzle, but like at least it's two shitty puzzles instead of one shitty puzzle, you know? Yeah. I can see all your invisible walls and like I know how these gyms work and I know that the first five of these trainers I encounter are not actually going to be Janine. Like it's not that much of a puzzle for people like us because we want to fight all of the trainers. So I was upset. You work your way through this gym and everyone looks like Janine and then they do this little spin move and they reveal that they're not Janine. Yeah. There's one smack dab in the middle of the gym. You're like, okay, that's going to be Janine. Except you get to the one right before that, and that one is Janine. Yeah, it's the little twist. And then you fight Janine, and then you go to fight this one in the middle of the gym, and she's just like some trainer, and she won't fight you. Right. It's also a little progressive that it was both men and women. Oh, okay. They're in drag, the men. Yeah, that is progressive. Good for Fuchsia City. Janine has... A fucking, like, mishmash of, like, bad Pokemon. It's all poison again. I was pretty surprised you didn't peg one of these as your You Make Me Barf, because there's Crobat, Ariados, Weezing, Venomoth. I like Venomoth. Venomoth is kind of cute. Yeah, I like Venomoth. I think it's cute. Is Venomoth not a sweetie? I don't think you included Venomoth as a sweetie. Well, let's go ahead and say Venomoth's a sweetie. If not, I mean... Janine, I made short work of her. Yeah, I mean, it was, again, <laughs> I think I, again, ran Seth Cohen with Psybeam, every single one, super effective. Yeah, I don't even know who I ran, because, like, they were all overpowered, and... Yeah, yeah, her Pokemon, which is also interesting, because I guess they prepare for, like, you can basically defeat most of these gym leaders in any order. Her highest level Pokemon, the Venomoth, is 39, right. and the highest level of Erica is 46, so, like... right total joke i mean almost 20 levels on these fucking things but then she gave me toxic which is my favorite move you do love toxic taught it to umbreon no clamp this time fortunately that makes it less useful for me but i still do like it right that is where i ended my my game and my long long journey so i did do root 14 and 15 and 12 and 13 okay well that's not allowed because once we beat the gym for each week we're supposed to be done i did it before then so it was technically legal because i had to get the super rod man i technically did that all a couple weeks ago to catch chancy yeah that's where you were grinding yeah there isn't really anything to report i mean my sweetie is out there which is the reason that i have to talk about it okay let's talk about it but you head east or you're heading south from lavender town which is what i originally did you fight all these fishermen get the super rod you run into a like a school field trip yeah outside fuchsia and you fight these saucy teachers which i thought was funny teacher hillary she looks like she's into like corporal punishment she's got like an apom and a cubone the other one has like a marowak like what is going on in this field trip kind of a spanking thing yeah so if you if you like apom marowak you are a spanking fetishist yes yeah those teachers are in trouble well you're in trouble and those teachers are gonna spank you oh right yeah i fought a poke fan one of our favorite trainer types. That's who I would be. If I existed in the Pokemon universe, I'd be a Poke fan. Yeah, the one with the kid. Yeah. And all the Pikachu stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
I see. Except it. we would be dressed as poly worlds. So I ran into Pokefan Alex, and he has got the Slow King. Okay. Slow King is my sweetie. Let's talk about Slow King. He's got a fun little necklace. Yeah. And he's got a little crown. He's got the, what's the name of that Pokemon? Oh, the like canceled Pokemon. So here's a little of lore that we covered. Our first live stream. Of the 1997 Space World demo of Gold and Silver. Where we encountered some of these Pokemon that were canceled. We had a lot of technical difficulties, but we had fun. And thank you to all the bug catchers who came out for it. So in Gen 2, they were going to introduce the Pokemon Turbin that was actually supposed to be the Pokemon that evolves Slowpoke into Slowbro in Gen 1 as well. So it's like this conch shell-esque, like weird hermit crab kind of a thing. Yeah. And it got canceled, but on the Slowking, he, instead of wearing it on his tail, he has it on his head. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a festive little fucking what is that like an ascot? He's got a. It's like a, it's almost like he's wearing a little umbrella on his neck. Yeah. It's sort of just this little this little necklace, and then he's got this like uh well they call it a shelter on his head. It's obviously not a shelter. Yeah. It's good, and I like it as well. He's got his mouth open. He's looking up. Are you thinking about this? What for your team? Are you thinking about a slow king? I don't think it's gonna happen at this point in this this one. But I've never used one, and I've always admired it from afar. He's got a very fun, lighthearted look, but he does some real damage. Well, he seems wise, you know? He's the wise king to Slowbro's kind of, like, dim-witted, bumbling around. Slow King always has, like, his hands behind his back in this contemplative way. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm just sitting here thinking about the world, you know? Slow King has got a lot on his mind, and I like that. He's cool. I like him. Okay, Josh, that's enough Pokemon this week. Yeah. We have to go. We have to go. Next week. We're going to be waking up that Snorlax, finally. And we're going to be doing Diglett's Cave. Okay. And then we end up in Pewter City. And then we got to do Mount Moon. And we do Viridian City. Wow. All in one episode. Wow. And Lord knows it'll probably only take like an hour. That is a lot, but we will take care of it. I will continue to level my Mon. Hopefully by the time we talk next week, I will have both an Umbreon and an Espeon. Oh. I cannot wait. Until next week, Bud Catchers, I have been Green Rinnerack, a.k.a. Tanner Green Ring, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Fjellybird, Fjellybird. a.k.a. Joshua Fjellstead. Josh, anything you want to say? Well, we had to do the whole... Rate and review the show on iTunes, follow us <laughs> on Spotify, tell your friends, share some of our social media assets that we're making. Follow us on at expsharepod on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch, I guess, as well. Sure. Why not? Take a break from all of the news podcasts. Don't even listen to any of the news podcasts. Just, just ignore it. Just... Play video games, stay in your house, and listen to us talk about Pokemon. And uh, I'll smell you later, Tanner. Smell you later. Bye.